This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. This is the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show with me, Jason Garfried, Shazier, and James Jones. Fellas, let's get to it. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, Let's start with what happened last night. Now, you gentlemen who have played in this glorious uh, entity called the National Football League, I I haven't. I've just been a fan, an observer, you know, covered it here and there in the city of Chicago. But I want to ask y'all how in the league that is – accentuating passing you can't touch receivers after five yards you know the murder rocks that used to be murder rocks in the 80s and 90s receivers can now run freely across the middle because of targeting and all these other things how in the world can a football team pass the ball three times and beat what is thought to be one of the powers of the AFC while being one of the powers of the AFC. I'm not going to say how I feel about it. I know the weather was bad. I know it was windy. I know it was rainy, all those things. But what the New England Patriots, and more importantly to me, what Bill Belichick did to the Buffalo Bills, and what he's been doing this entire year is showing y'all, hey, uh, I know y'all think I'm only like this because of Tom Brady, but – I had Cam Newton, who might have been cooked with no wide receivers. I had eight guys who who didn't want to play last year because of COVID, right? And and that's that's their well within their right. But it seems to me Bill Belichick just went in there on a Monday night stage and was like, "Hey y'all, watch this shit I'm about to do," <laughs> and, and did it like three. I, James on the offensive side first. Is there a game plan that calls for three passes, or is it like, hey, y'all, we just running the football well, we're going to keep doing this? Because I got to think during the week, you're you going to know that you're not going to throw the ball if only, if only but 15, 20 times if you're going to run heavy. But three, three pass attempts, James Jones? I'm going to tell you what this was by the Patriots. This was, we better than you, we tougher than you. That's it. And this, and this our division. Because for you to watch film and say – we finna run the ball down these boys' throat. And we finna run the ball down these boys' throat again. And we gonna run the ball down these boys' throat again. 30 plus times in a row. <laughs> and I understand that it's windy out there. I understand all that. 
But 30-plus times in a row lets you know that the the Patriots was just like, we tougher than you and a better football team than you, period. You ain't going to move the ball on our defense. We believe in our defense. And we're going to run the ball down your throat, period. That, that, that's what this game was. This was a statement game. The Buffalo Bills is in trouble. This was a statement game. Like, Ryan. Y'all been waiting for this. I know y'all been waiting I for had this. Boring on, I had born on my fantasy league team, bro. <laughs> Good luck. On, bro. 30 times. Hey, you should have talked to Bill Belichick before you put born <laughs> Bill Belichick. But, Ryan, no. Like, to be honest with you, this is something that you watch on the sideline as an offense, as you watch on the sideline, and you like, they dogging our defense. Like, they bullying our defense. They running through our defense. And as a defense, it's like, come on, bro. We got 10 in the box, and these dudes is getting five, six yards a pop. Like, that, that's, a, that's a gut blow to, to, to a defense. Like, these boys is running the ball at will, and you got the box loaded. And don't get it twisted. The Buffalo Bills is built by their front seven up on the defensive end. And Bill Belichick and them just came in there, man. It, it, it was really – as I'm watching the game, I'm I'm watching it like they really disrespectful. Yeah, it was a thing of beauty. It was, it, was a, it was a pumpkin of mass proportions. And Buffalo couldn't do anything about it, man. Like, I don't see how Buffalo could mess with the Patriots. Like, that was probably the worst Patriots team that they going to get right there. They couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't get into their offense. They just said, we're going to run it down your throat. And they still beat Buffalo, man. Like Buffalo, and we, we've been saying it on this show, but Buffalo is in trouble. They can't run the ball. They not going far. And the Patriots came in there and they, they made sure that, Hey, the only way y'all going to beat us is if y'all run it and y'all can't run it. But it was, it was a disrespectful performance by Bill Belichick and that Patriots Patriots offense and team to just say, we've been tote this thing at you 30 times, and you can't stop it. I've been saying it since week one, bro. What you been saying since week one? Tell us, yeah, I tell told, us, Ryan. I told, y'all, I told y'all the Bills ain't like that. Like, everybody, they had a nice strength of schedule, and I know we talk about this more than any other part, but, but the thing is, like, the Patriots basically said, hey, we have a great defense. And we trust Mac Jones, but and if you ain't gonna stop something, we are gonna continue to do it. And that's what Bill Belichick has done done his whole career. If he's seen that you are really bad at something, that he can exploit something, he just takes advantage of it, and he doesn't stop. You know, some games he gonna throw the ball a little bit more here and there, but in the day, man, he he seen last night. He's like, man, it's forty mile an hour winds. We out here playing in a tropical storm. I'm not about to throw no football, and. To me, it's all about will. Like after a while, after a while, James, you gonna look, you gonna look at this game, and and you and on the big board, it say, all right, we ran ten times, they ran thirty times, or whatever. You gonna look at the board and be like, yo, these dudes ran the ball the last fifteen plays. You know what I'm doing? I'm selling out on the run. It's like. It's like they expected them to pass eventually. It's like we're, they're not going to do that. They setting us up for the pass. Next thing you know, that never pass never happened. <laughs> the pass never happened. That's my problem because they were selling out on the run. It's 10 people up on the line of scrimmage. No, talking about like the, the player's mindset, though. Like Milano starts shooting the gap at the end of the game. <laughs> But right, it was a it was a one score game the entire game. That's the part. Like if it was if to James's point, if it was twenty eight to ten and you ran forty five times and passed it five times on me, that's different. And this final score is fourteen to ten. No, but the thing is, this was the Patriots thinking like, yo, this this weather is bad. Like, is this weather is bad? We go into this game plan, know we're gonna run the ball heavy. 
we're going to throw it less than we want to, but we we know we're going to throw it heavy. They got the lead, and it was like, yo, we're we're going to milk it as long as we can, basically. Like, we're going to run the clock out and milk it as long as we can, and then they seen that their defense was standing up, how they needed them to stand up, and then from that point on, it's like, yo, why why pass the ball? You know, so to me, if I'm looking, I'm like, yo, this, this these dudes just ran the ball on me 10 straight times. As a linebacker, it's like, yo, I'm shooting every gap. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I'm 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 starting, I'm causing power ups, everything. Like, I'm cutting people. I'm I'm doing something to make this you- my this is my film out here too. I can't look this bad for four quarters, right? Yeah, like I don't know why uh Hyde and Poyer was was mad at the reporter. The man said, Is this embarrassing? Yeah, it's embarrassing. Like, what do you what do you mean? Like, if you ask me, hey man, is it embarrassing somebody just ran the ball on you fifty straight times and you couldn't stop it? Like what? You, what you want me to like? Obviously, I, I I don't know what they wanted them to say, but they can't get mad at the man doing his job. They they didn't stop the run. They didn't stop yeah. them dudes from. You knew what they was doing. It's basically like I, you, I, it's like Kevin Durant. You know what he gonna do. You right. can't stop it. And that's what that's how it was last night. So let me let me ask the both of y'all this because you guys say the Buffalo Bills are done. And then I ain't saying they're done. I just think well, they're, they're not gonna have a long run yeah. in the playoffs. They're flawed. They're they're extremely yeah. flawed. Like I think. When I say when I say they're done, I mean they're done because this team is built to win a Super Bowl. We all agree what they've done, the people they have, they everybody before the season, MVP, Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they're built to win a Super Bowl. No, they're not. They're they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. They can't run the ball. They're depending on Josh Allen. They're not gonna get to the Super Bowl. So that's what I mean by saying they're done. Tampa Bay ain't done because they they might have a shot to win it. Packers ain't done. They might have. a Buffalo done. Phillies ain't done. See, and this is why this Phillies is I'm glad you I'm glad yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. But I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned them though. Because in the AFC the Bears I mean, they were done when the, when when Justin Fields was selected. You know what I mean? <laughs> this 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 ain't no season that that I I was looking forward to other than the evaluation of that quarterback. But the AFC. So, what you're telling me is a team that threw the ball three times in one game and beat a team that you guys think doesn't have a chance at a long playoff run, is the best team in the AFC. Uh, are the Patriots the best team in the AFC? Period. It, 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 and right now, at this point where we stand right now doing this podcast on a Tuesday, December 7th, it's not close in the AFC. The Chiefs don't want to see the Patriots. The Titans don't want to see the Patriots. Obviously, Buffalo don't want to see the Patriots. Them the top teams in the AFC. It's coming through Foxborough unless something crazy happens. And I think that something crazy might happen because I love the, like, Mac Jones is getting this, hey, y'all, this is the best rookie quarterback in the, in the league right here. And it's like, right. that's the best, that, that guy has the best infrastructure of any any rookie quarterback in the league. He's got he's got the best coach of any rookie quarterback in the league. But, you know, I'm not sure that he ain't Jay Fiedler. Shout out to Jay Fiedler, but it's like, you know. First off, let's not get it twisted. The Patriots are 7-0 and in the last seven games because of that defense. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> yeah, Mac Jones, but he, he's doing his job. Yes, he's not. Yeah, he probably sure. ain't got all the intangibles that all these other quarterbacks got, but he's doing his job. He's not making the mistakes, taking care of the football, and he knows his team. If they get into a position, James and Ryan, if they get into a position in the playoffs where, you know, crazy shit happens, right? You, you muff a punt. Uh, you know, the defense, you know, gives up a couple of plays early in the game. You don't know what the situation is. You're down 17 to nothing. Is Mac Jones the guy that you no. guys are trusting in that situation more so than anybody else behind them just because of who the Patriots truly are? I don't see Mac Jones being the guy that, that brings you down from 17. 
I, I don't see it. And that's the only thing that I worry about with this team is the, the weirdness that happens in the playoffs. We've seen it before. So, for instance, if, like, Mac Jones, if he goes down 17, the only way I see him coming back in the playoffs versus down 17 is that he's going against a team that has a good offense but a bad defense. But if they if they have a good defense, I don't see him. And then most playoff teams have a pretty solid defense. So I don't I don't see him coming back from 17 down and, and winning a game in the playoffs. Because if they're down 17, you know, Belichick's going to figure things out. And then they're going to be down 17 pretty much the whole game. Like the whole game, like it's 17 points and they're not getting much more. They, the more, they're probably going to get 24. Like they're going to probably finish the game off with 24. But – it's gonna be hard for me to see Mac Jones come back from like come from behind on that because now it's totally different when you hand the ball off and throwing it three times to throwing it forty times and airing it out like he has it in him, he has the weapons around him. It just be too much to ask for. I think it's too uh, much pressure. Like I think it's gonna be so yeah. much pressure because he's gonna have pressure from D lineman because you gonna all the playoff teams have a solid pass rush. All the teams that's thinking about going to the playoffs right now have a solid pass rush. And I don't, I don't. It's gonna be hard for me to see if somebody jump out on them that they that they uh, overcome. I think he can, and the reason why, and the reason why I believe he can is because the defense. That, that that's the main reason why I believe. So if something crazy happens, you muff punts, you giving people short, they jump out on you seventeen nothing. I feel like Mac Jones can make the throws to get his team back in the game because that defense is going defense is going to help him out. And the and the crazy thing about it is is we got to give them a chance. We ain't even seen them have the opportunity to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. We see them in Alabama with arguably the best players in the world and all that throwing the ball all over the yard. You know what I'm saying? But just watching him play, seeing how accurate he is, seeing him throw the ball over the yard. And, yes, they're on schedule and they in favorable third down and distance and you can get to any play you want to get in the playbook. You know what I mean? You're not down in games. I understand that. But where he's placing this football – to where only his receivers can get it, putting this football on the money. All signs show, too, that the Patriots could win either way if they got to throw it or if they got to run it or if they got to be in a nasty one like they was yesterday and play some defense. You know what I'm saying? But you got to give the dude a chance. But just watching him throw the football and the places that he's been putting this football as a rookie, I believe he can do it. Yeah, I think we're lining up for uh, which NFC team is going to win the Super Bowl. To be honest with you, I, I don't like the, the AFC right now. Is is not not that it's just wide open. It's just I'm trying to figure out. And, and you guys, you know, but the Patriots the hottest team in the NFL right now. They are. They are. 100%. Don't get me wrong. They are. But there ain't too I, many people running running to the Patriots right now. But man. but I think I think there's a couple quarterbacks on the other side of the conference. Well, the other side of the league, I should say, in the NFC, who. Uh, when when a play is broken down, can can make something happen. There's a few of those guys that I think even no matter how much good defense you throw at them, I don't know if you're gonna hold these teams to under 21 points, 22, 23 points. And it's the Cardinals, it's the Packers, you know, Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I I think at some point Mac Jones is gonna have to go, you know, blow for blow with a, a a talented, really 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 good quarterback. And maybe it'll be in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, hell, he's had a hell of a rookie year. I'm not, I'm not knocking Mac Jones at all. I'm just trying to look at what the AFC is presenting right now. And if the Patriots are overwhelmingly the best team in the AFC, then what are some of their fatal flaws? And I'd hate to put it on him because this is his first year in the league. But I, I, like you said, James, we haven't seen it yet. 
where he has to go throw for throw because both defenses said, hey, it's on y'all too. And and he's going to be doing that if it's in a Super Bowl situation, probably against Kyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Just looking forward to that moment uh, in, in trying to figure out where he is. And, hell, he's had a hell of a rookie year so far. And the fact that he gets a win, only throwing three passes, uh, lets you know. And the, the, he tweeted out, I've never seen snow before. That's a hell of a way to get introduced to snow, by the way, to, <laughs> to, 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 to go to Buffalo and have to play in that shit. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Moving on, speaking of playing in inclement weather and and tough rivalry games, Steelers and Ravens. Uh, Thank God for this game, by the way, because we had another, you know, week of NFL football where there's maybe two games, three games. It's like, oh, okay, I'm down with that. Um, I got to ask you this, Ryan Shazier, why do they go for two? Why why go for two in that moment? Did did the decision-making at the end of the game – uh, you know, take you anywhere, or it wasn't the right right decision to make. To me, I wasn't surprised that they went for two. Kind of like what Coach Tomlin said. <laughs> he said they play analytics heavy, and so you kind of know what they're gonna do. But to me, if Coach Tomlin was in that same situation in Baltimore, Coach Tomlin would have went for two. And the reason I say that, uh, I remember I talked to Coach Tomlin before, and it, I think he said he was like most of the time. When, when it's a like a late game situation, Coach Tomlin is always going to go for the win. He, he's like, I'm not playing football for ties. But secondly, if it's a late game situation, when you away, most likely most teams go for the two. But when you home, since you have the crowd with you, a lot of times you you know you'll go for the tie because you you kind of you, you feel more comfortable at home. But I'm not surprised that they went for the two. If you kind of look at how the Ravens have been playing the last two years, technically. And really, you know, tough situations, goal to get, fourth down to get. When it's less than a yard, two yards to go, they've been going for it. So I'm not surprised that they went for it in that situation. You know, they trust Lamar. They they they're eight and four, so they're one of the best teams in the AFC. They were eight and three at the time before they lost. They were one of the best teams in the NFL. And they've been they've been playing good football, you know. So I think it also hurt that Marlon Humphrey wasn't playing. Um, in the game. So, obviously, Ben isn't what he used to be, but I also feel that the the passing game was stepping up a little bit towards the end of the game, and with them losing one of their key defenders, I think that kind of played into the role of him going for it as well. Absolutely the right call. If I'm the coach, I'm yelling at the TV, go for two. You know, for for me, I I coach my little son's football teams, both their teams, right? You know, 10, 10 you tackle, you know, and I'm the coach, and I don't got no punter, all right? We ain't punting. 
We ain't kicking. So the shorties, the shorties, the shorties from the soccer team to come out and be like, "Hey, coach, can I can I get on the team? I can kick field goals and punt." Hey, we no need for your help. We going forward, <laughs> right? Number one, number one, the reason why I say agree, I agree with the call because as a head coach, you have to go off the feel of the game and the feel of your players. That whole game. T.J. Watt and that Steelers defense was on the Ravens' head. <laughs> they could not move the ball. They were frustrated. They could not move the ball. Lamar Action Jackson gets that ball that last drive. He goes straight down the field, making throw, making run, goes straight down the field on the Steelers' defense, right? So your offense finally got it going. The game on the line, listen, we're getting out of here with Pittsburgh with a win. We're going for two. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting the ball in my quarterback's hands, and we're going for two to win this game. And that's how they do it. The Ravens do that all the time. They go for two. They go for fourth downs. They, they, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? They put the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands. Listen, this time it got him. It was a great play call. Everybody blaming it on, on Lamar a little bit because, you know, it was, it was a missed throw a little bit. Yeah, pressure this face, man. <laughs> but he had pressure, but Buddy stopped. Mark Andrews slowed down. Yeah, yeah. Stop running. He turns sideways and shuffling and slow down. Boy, run. <laughs> Boy, if you run, it's a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? So they had an excellent play call on. Hey, T.J. Watt was in his face. Hey, Mark Andrews slowed down. Good defensive play, bad throw, whatever. But I got to go for it. And if, it was, if I was in the same situation tomorrow, I'll go for it again. Yeah. You got to try to get out of here with a win. And your team been playing garbage all game long. Ain't no need to go into overtime and see your team can continue to play garbage. <laughs> Hey, that's 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 big facts. That's play for the win. You play for yeah, the win. Yeah, let's try to sneak out of here. As bad as we done play, we got the ball to go for a two point conversion to sneak up out of here. Hey, I think it's I think it's more also what James is saying. It's like John Harbaugh I've been watching. Like, hey man, Alejandro having another one of them man. games, y'all. Hey, Alejandro <laughs> Villanueva be getting it handed to him this last year man, or so. Like that boy, Robert Quinn going to the Pro Bowl because he saw that man. So, like, like uh, I, I think. I think Lamar Jackson, too, the, the microscope on Lamar Jackson has gotten a little bit more intense over these last few games. And we, we joked about it and talked about it early in the season, like, oh, they ain't got no running backs and they, the receivers, some of them hurt. They got a tight end. But it's all Lamar Jackson. He should win the MVP. And later on in the season, I think you, you're starting to see how much of a toll that is to, to have to be everything for an offense, be the running game for the offense, and, you know, the, find receivers, extend plays, make sure that you're making up for, uh, at times, you know, uh, poor pass protection. Uh, but once again, Ryan, this is a, a Ravens-Steelers game, and, and I can say this, even as a Bears fan, you know, Bears-Packers, you could do the whole oldest rivalry. Yeah, it's the oldest, but it ain't the best by far. Uh, the best rivalry in the NFL, and I've been looking forward to these games since Ed Reed and, 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 and Ray Lewis and them boys and Lodi Nada was, was doing their thing for the Ravens and Troy Palomalu and Santonio Holmes and Antonio Brown and all them dudes on the other side for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the best rivalry in the NFL, and I think it's one of the top five rivalries in all of professional sports, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree because, like, I remember my first time playing against the Ravens, Coach Tomlin, like, he, he supposed to have a pregame talk before us the night before, and he, he talked about just about what's going on in the game, but he didn't even talk that long. He was just like, man, this is one of those type of games. Y'all understand what's at stake. And he just put on Phil Collins and just turned the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, it kind of lets you in know. In the air like, of the hey. night? <laughs> yeah, in the air of the night, man. He just like, 
he just pretty much let us know like this is that game like this game is that important and every time we go out there and play you you see how important it is it don't matter how good somebody is no matter how many people hurt man we're gonna figure out a way to make this be a good game and it's gonna come to the wire every single time and I, I like to tell people this all the time like the browns you know people would like to say that's a rivalry but you know when i was playing it wasn't it wasn't much of a rivalry you know, the Bengals, when I was playing, it was a little up and down, but we had more than they had us. Obviously, right now, it's, it's kind of, you know, they, they beating us. They got the last three wins on us, I think, like that. But with the Ravens, it didn't, like, it didn't matter. It was like, that's like your brother. No matter what no matter what it looked like, you get into that fight, you don't know what's, what you're coming out. You don't know who coming, like, every, every time you go in there, you don't know who coming out with the win. And to me, one thing that I have noticed is – the Steelers have the last three wins on the Ravens, and I think that Coach Tomlin is really figuring out how the Ravens are trying to use Lamar. And I think that they're starting to take advantage of it, and that's why he's been having so much pressure and it's been bothering him so much the last few times they've been playing each other. I will say this. I've been part of a good rivalry, too, the Packers and the Bears. Oldest rivalry in football history, right? But it's something about this Ravens and Steelers rivalry as a, even a player just watching it out there. And I'm like, these cats get mad at They moving, they hitting. I mean, it, it's really like old school football. Ain't no helping nobody up. Ain't no dapping after yeah, the nah, play. Nah, Ain't nah, nah. Nah. But, for, but, but I, like I said, I've been a part of a rivalry, and it's a rivalry, but it's still you helping people. Like you, you just there ain't none of that going on. When it's you sports. Watch it's sports and other rivalries. We coming to get you <laughs> right now for these next sixty minutes. We don't like you, <laughs> and and we come and you can feel it. You can as you watch the game, you can feel it, and it don't matter if you sorry, it don't matter if you good. When this team, these two teams play, it's about to go down, man. It, it's fun to watch. And it was fun to watch again, man. The game was physical. It was violent. It was chippy. It was all that type of stuff came down to the last play of the game. And 90% of these games do. James, man, I truly hated Justin Tucker, right? Then I ended up meeting him, like, just on some random, like, yeah. or, like we we both went to, like, this meeting. And I was like, Why you hate him? I'm like, no, because, like, I don't know, man. It's just like, obviously, he's a he's – Because a, you hate the Ravens. Yeah, because you it? hate the Ravens. It's like, I hate him, bro. It's like, I hated him, bro. But like, the kicker? He's not like a regular kicker. He's not a regular kicker. Nah, he's one of the greatest yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I literally hated him, right? And then we both went to, like, a, a, a conference thing for, like, Lululemon, right? And then I was like – Man, he actually a pretty cool dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, he actually a cool dude. Like, I can stop bro, hating him for a couple minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually, like, I'm like, man, this actually, like, he actually like a cool, like a dope dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I actually, like, we started chopping it up. And then I'm like, man, you know, all right, he all right. You know, but like, every time I used to see him otherwise, I'm like, man, I hate this dude, man. Like, I mean, we, played, we played them in the playoffs my rookie year, bro. And he had to kick a, 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 a field goal to win a game. It was like a 55-yarder. Man, that, he could have kicked it from 60, 70 yards, dog. And then he easy, would do the easy. guitar on us and walk out the stadium. I'm like, bro, I hate this dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like, bro, like, that's kind of how it is. Like, yeah. like me and CJ Moser, we, we we was cool, like, before we got drafted. But ever since, like, the rivalry, we, like, we didn't really chop it up much and stuff like that. Like, and then, yeah. like, even a, a guy I know, like, me and him, real good friends. He was like, Ryan, like, before I got here, he was like, man, I don't care what you do. He's like, I don't, he's like, if you lead the Steelers, like, I don't plan, I don't think you're gonna lead the Steelers, but if you ever lead the Steelers, I love you. But no, he's like, but the moment he's like, you can go anywhere, but don't go to the Ravens. He's like, I, I, he's like, our relationship will be tarnished. 
I'm like, damn. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hey, it should straight be. Straight up. That's how it should be. Go over there to the dark side. We ain't fooling with you. Hey, six, <laughs> six five, and one. You, Ryan Shazier's Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger that talks about this being the, his final five games of his NFL career. We've been talking about this for the last. Why you say five games? That boy got more than five games. We're making the playoffs. Well, that's that's why I'm laying it right here at your feet. Your team making the playoffs is incumbent on him being better at the quarterback position. When you're starting to hint that you, you, you're getting ready to step on out this thing, people have talked about it for the last couple of years. What do you expect these last five or so games, regular season games, to be for Ben Roethlisberger? What offensive formula suits this team best? And also, how do you make sure that Ben Roethlisberger is still dialed in if he's not going to be throwing the ball 30, 35 times a game? Because obviously he's lost a little zip, right? He's, you know, the arm strength isn't what it used to be. Uh, he's never been a, an incredibly mobile guy, but you know, you can still see some anticipation. He's getting over on Guile and seeing every coverage imaginable over the last 15 years or so. But what do you expect the, this this five game stretch to be in order for them to make the playoffs and Ben Roethlisberger ride out on you know like like the white knight that he is? I think honestly, if if they have a obviously the game then go as we like the game went well, we won it. But I say if we if they play more of how we played last week. You know, like trying to give an effort to get Najee the ball because I think that produces play action passes and deep throws. Because you've seen, if you watch the game, that it was a, he had a lot of nice throws. He had like a lot of nice throws. It was throws that he had touchdowns that guys were dropping the ball. And Deontay ended up with two touchdowns and he should have had three. You know, and to me, I think if, if they do that, they do a good job of putting the effort or running the ball and then having been throw it like 25 times, maybe 30 times a game, and then we rush the ball about 25 times a game. I think we, I think Ben can finish off with a nice, solid, you know, last five games of his career instead of, you know, him trying to sling it around 50 times a game because we have seen when Ben does that, the, the team doesn't play as well as a team. You know, so I think if we do a better – if they do a good job of just, you know, giving Najee the ball, giving the run game the ball, and allowing him to spread it spread it around. Because Ben want to take shots. You see that. every Everybody that watch football know Ben want to take shots. But I think we have to do that, but in situations when it's one high, not too high. And when it's too high, we run the ball and get us in good situations, third, second and mediums, third and shorts. And then, obviously – Anybody that watch film obviously see the Steelers like to go deep on third and short. So uh, I think that's we're gonna. It, I think they'll do really well, and Ben will finish off really well with the Steelers if he does that. If you know, focus on the run, get thirty medium, thirty shorts, and then he can air it out more like that, and he'll still get his yards instead of you, you can still get two hundred, three hundred yard passing games without throwing the ball fifty times. James Jones, they they got four and one in them down the stretch here. Does Ben Roethlisberger have four and one in them? Uh. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> they did it this season. They did it this season. Hey. Bruh. This last five. It's over for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Jeez, man. Big time. Trash. Hey, big time win. <laughs> big time win. Division opponent rivalry. It's it's over for them boys, man. Four and one. I got I got the schedule up right here too. I got the schedule. Yeah, up let right. me see. Talk yeah, to yeah. Me. where Talk the four to wins me. coming from, right? All right. So so our next game. No, so let us do it because you're gonna say you. Are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they gonna go six and zero oh the last four games messing with Ryan. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen. Our next our next our, our next game. 
This team just lost to Detroit. Oh, we're going to talk about them. Yeah, right. you losing to the Vikings. You losing to the Vikings. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's your one. All right, then we got Tennessee. That's a, that's a toss-up. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we have better chance versus the Vikings than Tennessee. Oh, no, 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 no. AFC opponent, you got a little bit better chance. Oh, my gosh. Then we got the Chiefs. That's a L. The Browns. Ooh, that's yeah, y'all, y'all out, yeah. bro. <laughs> what? Y'all out. Bro. I can't do that, James. I, not the way Cleveland playing right now. Come on, James. He's a hater, bro. Like it's no guarantee wins in there. Like it, I don't see no. We have the hardest so schedule in the NFL, so you can say that they're not gonna go four and one because of that. No, though, right? I didn't say. I didn't say four and one. I, I didn't say four and one. I'm talking about to make the playoffs. They gotta get to ten. Who's after the brownies? The brownies. We got the Ravens again. The Ravens are hurt bad, and Marlon Humphrey ain't playing. Who they? You don't know they fifth it's string so quarterback. It's so hard to say goodbye. Damn, hey, you hate hey, to see he's it. He's a hater, bro. He's just a hater, bro. Gotta hold me, Ben. Hey. He done, bro. bro why, why are you even wearing Raiders gear right now? Why are you oh, wearing my, Raiders Here we go. Here we go. It's my workout gear, man. I'm just going to work out. You know Randon had enough when he started getting on that James' clothes. Hey, that boy said my Steelers ain't making the playoffs. I'm getting everybody. <laughs> Jason, they already said y'all can't make the playoffs. Here we y'all go. Here had we go. Hey, look, hey, look at him, James. He just he he got the street sweeper out now. Yeah, exactly. Hey, he hunting out. <laughs> hey, he hunting out. Podcast over. Yeah, yeah. We done. T- we done filming. And we done taping. He Ryan pissed. He gonna he gonna start talking shit about the Bulls here soon. You know how it is. I can't say nothing. My Spurs ain't looking good. So, hey, man. Well, you know, y- y- y'all y'all figure it out. You know, maybe twenty fifteen years from now when you get another Tim Duncan and so. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Mike Zimmer is a terrific coach, good dude seemingly. We know his story. But when the defensive side of the football is the side of the football that keeps letting you down and you're a defensive coach, I've seen it too many times. We've all seen it too many times. What side of football are you responsible for? Oh, that's the side that ain't good. All right. You got a few weeks to figure this thing out. And Kirk Cousins, if it's all perfect, he going he gonna to look awesome for you. But when it's not, there's going to be some issues. You lose to the Detroit Lions. Who, by the way, Lions fans, y'all got to stop celebrating every time this team wins one game. Y'all look crazy out here, right? Like, you know, this. Hey, beggars can't be choosy, man. On the last play of the game, though. Right. So, Mike Zimmer uh, is one of those coaches that people are talking about. Matt Nagy here in Chicago, Pete Carroll in Seattle, Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Are those four guys, and uh, the hot seat is getting a lot hotter. Who do you think is staying? Who do you think is going to those four dudes? Well, Matt Nagy gone for sure. Hey, let me tell you something, James. 
Man, let me. I, I understand how this business is going. If Matt Nagy keeps his job, man. If Justin Fields has two good games down the stretch, and Justin, no. now, I'm, I'm gonna know Justin or star for real when he get a coach fired. Like if I'm Justin Fields and I ball out these last couple of games, I'm like, yo, by the way, I can't do this again. The Bears can win their next couple of games by 50 points each time. Matt Nagy out of there. I've seen Stranger Things with this franchise, brother. This organization needs a new voice. Period, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's tough for Urban Meyer because it's year one. You can't fire a coach after year one. You got to get him a little time to get his people in there, build his system, and do what he got to do and try try to win some games. Zim, I don't think Zim going anywhere because of strictly what you're trying to say with Matt Nagy. Just the organization, I feel like they got a really good relationship. I feel like they believe in Zim. You know what I mean? I feel like that they'll give Zim another chance. You know what I mean? And I think he just signed an extension in the offseason, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't see them. I don't see them letting him go uh, this season. I think if he lays the egg next season, that possibly could be a conversation. But this season, I don't see him out of there. But the one clear cut I do see gone is Matt Nagy. Pete Carroll. I don't think Pete going nowhere. No, I don't, I don't think Pete we going always nowhere. think Pete a lot younger than he is too, because the way he bounces around on that sideline. At some point, Pete going to stop coaching, and 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 this would be a great time to jump out of it if if I was Pete because. That thing you saying he gonna leave by himself? Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just looking at the, you know, checking out the environment. You know, Russell Wilson is talking like a dude who don't want to be there, right? And you're gonna have a couple of guys on the free agent market, so we'll see if he's one of them. That Seattle thing is hurt, is dismantled. All the dude, the principal characters are elsewhere or out of football that 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 were the Legion of Boom. I mean. That, that Seattle thing has rebuild written all over it. I don't know if you want to rebuild with Pete Carroll and hell. I don't know if Pete Carroll, you know, it, it wants to you know, take a, a, a thing and start it up all over again. I don't know if I don't know if that's the move for him. So with those four guys, Ryan, what what are you thinking? Zimmer, Nagy, Meyer, and Carroll. Meyer ain't going nowhere. I know that for a fact. Uh, because you know, it's, like you said, it's his first year. They already got through everything they need to get through. So I don't think it's no more a problem. Nobody even thinking about that no more. I think Zimmer, I think he needs to figure out what, what's going on. To be a defensive coach and your defense is struggling, that's like, imagine the Steelers out here with the worst defense in the league or one of the worst defenses in the league. Everybody going to look at Coach Tomlin like, yo, like what, like what, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a problem out here right now. And I think that's what's going on in, in Minnesota. But if somebody just gave you an extension literally last year, they they believe in you, so I don't I don't see them going nowhere. Like you said, Matt Nagy's out of there. Uh, I, I agree with James on all these talking points <laughs> because, man, to me, y'all had two years in a row of literally the same thing, and I, I just don't feel like y'all have the best coach for the the talent that y'all drafted. You know, so it, obviously I, everybody loves Justin. You know, Justin might end up being a regular quarterback in the league, but I think he has the talent to be a, a, a great quarterback in the league. But he might end up being a regular quarterback in the league, and we just don't know. And Matt Nagy might see it, and we we don't know. But I think it's still time for everybody else to see somebody else give him another option. Like, you know, give him another chance. And then Pete Carroll. That's, that Seattle thing is done. Yeah, to me the Pete Carroll thing is kind of crazy is because – if your quarterback don't want to be there, I think it might be just time for him, like to, you know, you know when he leave, I leave type of thing. Like, hey, if, if he if he out of here, if I don't, if I don't have my quarterback, because if you really think about it, their team is not built to win anything, and they and they in a division where you are gonna get your head beat in on a weekly basis if you're not. Yeah, they're not built to win anything. Like they have Russell, 
and that's kind of like, and, and, and obviously I'm going I'm to say it, but like I feel like Green Bay probably going to win the Super Bowl this year now based off of, you know, at first I had the Rams, but the way Green Bay is playing, I'm going to have to go with James, and I know he's happy. But he he's wearing a Raider jacket, so he's not a, so he's not a Packer today. He, he's a no, nah, but but the thing is, like y'all look at y'all look at your team, and sometimes y'all be like, ah, we ain't that we ain't that good, but we got Aaron, you know, and that's kind of how Seattle is. Like we got Russell, but it's like like Russell was hurt, and our defense ain't really like that. Our offense is is questionable. We have some good weapons over here, but it's not what we want it to be. So I I just don't think I don't think that uh, I don't know if he gonna I think if he's more likely to leave himself than get fired. So why why are we just handing the NFC and the Super Bowl to the Green Bay Packers this week? And the Arizona Cardinals sitting at ten and two. Packers beat them with half their team. I understand, but right <laughs> right now, right I, now, I, I just don't feel like this one thing I do I would say I don't feel that the Cardinals get enough respect. They don't because their coach and their quarterback are both young. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they get enough respect. But and to me, I think their team is completely different. If obviously everybody's team is completely different, if their quarterbacks hurt. But if if everything's not in place for them, I think it's a lot harder for them compared to like the Packers. The Packers they be having like missing links all over the place over there. As long as Aaron playing, they straight. Yeah, I will. I will say this though. I think a, a reason why a lot of people ain't putting the the Cardinals up in there is because of the quarterbacks in the NFC. So you basically saying Kyler Murray got to beat Tom. Kyler Murray got to be Aaron, you know, to, to, to get to these Super Bowls. Like, Kyler Murray going to have to go through one of these. Can he do it? Like Nick Foles did. Yeah, possibly. Can can he do it? We don't know. You know what I'm saying? You know, Nick Foles did have a really good defense, too, getting after that pass and all that. But Cardinals defense ain't shabby. Yeah, Cardinals defense is good. When you watch Kyler Murray straight up, sometimes you go like this. There'll be some moments. <laughs> yeah. Or you going from MVP to what is he What is he doing? You know what I'm saying? So I, so I think it's a lot of those moments that show up, you know what I mean? And we ain't seen Kyler in them big games yet. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know how it go. It's it's year one of them having all this success. You know what I mean? Be ready for prime time. But not only that, I think a lot of people is like, man, are they for real? Like they what they they been garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like are are they for real? They gotta keep showing us. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like it's the Packers and Tom. Like every year, these boys is up there. You know what I mean. So you better believe they for real. But some people could be for real for one year and they'd be over with. Or, or it could be the first year of them being for real. I think that's what this. I mean, James, James Conner, DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker. They got Chandler Jones. They got like there's some. That offensive line is better than I thought it was. Now, what I do think they need to do is they need to find out. I mean, they need to find a way to finish with this number one. Yeah, season. they can't go on the road. And everything has to come through Arizona. Because if they find a way to lose a couple and the Packers get this number one seed and you got to come to Lambeau in negative 30, man, it's different. Yeah, I know that's the truth because I walked the dog this morning. It's it's uh, it's a little frigid here in the Midwest yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> anything before we wrap this thing up that you guys we haven't touched on? Uh, you know, a lot of a lot, a lot of talk about the the Cowboys has died down since Dak Prescott and his calf injury is kind of. I mean, if y'all been watching, Dak's got what seven touchdowns and four interceptions, I believe, his last four or five games or so. 
you know, people are doing the whole Ezekiel Elliott is slowing down thing again. Tony Pollard is becoming the, the, the you know, the flavor of the month again. And he's a terrific, terrific young player. Uh, is there any, any backing off of the Cowboys or are the Cowboys in a, in, a, in a good position right now because nobody's really talking about them the way they were the first two months of the season? I think the Cowboys are still for real. And the main reason why they're still for real, man, is because they're different on the defensive side of the ball. They come out of each game, man, two, three takeaways, man. So they always going to be in the game. They always going to have an opportunity to win games. You know what I'm saying? They, they win that Raiders game if, if it wasn't for a couple pass interference penalties. You know what I'm saying? Like, as bad as they played in the Raiders game. So I think this team is always going to be in the game strictly because they're different on that defensive side of the ball. And it's only a matter of time before Amari Cooper, Zeke, Tony Pollard, Gallup, C.D. Lamb explode. You know what I'm saying? And go out there and make, and make plays and, and put up folks. You know, so yes, I still think that they, the Cowboys is, is one of the teams to, to 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 not mess around with in that NFC. That's my problem, man. Offenses always feel like they're going to eventually explode. That's the same thing they say about the Chiefs. Man, they're going to figure they out. They are. And then in the playoffs, they're going to explode. That's what we did when we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> All I'm saying is they might not because if you run into the right defense, and I, I feel like this is one team I want to talk about because we haven't really been giving them respect. Uh, I feel like the Washington football team has been on a nice little streak. Like their defense has really been st- – I don't I don't know if Tyler Heineke can beat all these quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? He can't. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that the Washington football team, at the beginning of the year, we thought like, hey, this defense is going to step up and everybody's like, oh, this defense is washed. And now you're seeing them start to step up and putting themselves in position to to be in the playoff hunt. And to me, I think – I think if, if Washington get in the playoffs, they're going to mess up a lot of people's uh, story. They're going to mess up a lot of people's story. I think, they, I think they're just going to – to me, I don't, think that they're, I don't think they're good enough to, you know, win those Super Bowl. But I feel like they're one of those teams in the March Madness that, you know, they're going against a two seed and just upset. Yeah, mess around like, and send somebody home early. <laughs> yeah, mess around. Send, send the roll team home. And then now you're like, God damn, man, we just lost to the <laughs> – to, to Tyler Heineke. Yeah, say it. We yeah. just lost to Tyler, Taylor we Heineke, lost to, Tyler we lost Heineke. To, we lost to Tyler Heineke in, in, in the damn Washington football team. You know, I think, to me, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of going to be their story this year. I feel like if you let them, because they, were they on a five-game winning streak, six-game winning streak, something like that? They have won four in a row. A four yeah. in a row? Well, I think the mm-hmm. Dolphins on a five-game winning streak. I think if, if you let them slip into the playoffs, I think they'll be one of those teams and the Steelers might be one of those teams too. If you let them slip into the playoffs, they're just gonna upset the wrong team, you know. And James, stop shaking your head. All I'm saying is, hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, hey we we we've been winning games that you didn't expect us to win, and we've been losing games that we that we thought we should have won. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna mess around and beat y'all hallowed Rams. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna mess around and send y'all Rams home, and then we're gonna have to have this Matt Stafford conversation all over again that we was having two weeks ago. Watch, that's that's gonna be the ticket. It's gonna be a team that we've been talking about they're, they're all not gonna season be the Rams. long. They're not gonna be the Rams. Why not? The Rams are very gettable. They're, they're very gettable, but, but they're not gonna get the Rams. All right. Yeah, I know the names on that defense. As soon as they start playing like it, then I'll, Aaron, I'll be Aaron Donald and, and Jalen stepped up this week. I feel you. I, you know, they, they play the Jags too, me, though. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, they, they they play the, you know, they they play the, the Alabama Jaguars, right? Like they played a four A team, pretty much. So I, I'm looking forward to it, man, because all I'm doing is sitting in the cut, getting the football knowledge from y'all too. I, I was told, I was told the Titans was world beaters. Next thing you know, they they looking like they looking every once in a while. I was told that the Rams is world beaters. All I know is, man, a team passed the ball three times in a football game. Game and 100%. it's considered the best team in the conference going forward. And right now, they're the best team in the league based off of their play. Bill Belichick and them got it going. Tom, Tom Brady versus Bill in the Super Bowl. You just said the Packers, bro. Don't put Tom in there. Oh, my God. Oh, my hey God. Hey, man. Hey, this is a podcast. I can say what I want. Speaking of, hey, shout out to you, my man. I, I, I All I know is Good Morning America will never be erased uh, off my DVR after I got a chance to see. As, as James Jones put in the chat, you, you know, man. hey, man, I know that guy from work. Right, like yeah, me and my lady, me and my lady watched you. It was it was a terrific piece done by Michael Strahan and the people over there. You look good, right? Yeah, I saw you with the quarter zip that you told us you was gonna rock, right? The all the B roll looked great. The book looked great, man. It was a terrific appearance for you and the book. So very proud of you, man. How how was that? No, it was, it was great, man. It was a, a great opportunity. I, I really enjoyed being on there. They I, I, man, you, it, it's so short, you know, because they 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 so tight. I was gonna congratulate him on getting his jersey retired, but I didn't even had the time, you know. So yeah. but, they in and out with it. <laughs> yeah, they in and out with it. But to me, I, it was a it was a great opportunity. I was able, to, I was really happy to be able to talk about my book with just in my experience of overcoming just my you know spinal cord injury and all the adversity I went through. But man, that's something that I never forget. You know, being able to be on Good Morning America and uh, you know one day one day, you know one day James uh, uh, Jason might be on there too. You know, you know they they, oh, they nah. great. They great at uh, hosting and, and talking. So. <laughs> Oh, man, hey. I'm just trying to get like y'all, man. That's it. Nah, J- James got the NFL Network money going on. James rocked a double-breasted. He, he rocked like a double-breasted burnt orange a couple weeks ago. I was like, see? That's that money where you got you got all the flavors in the Starburst bag. You know what I mean? Just try to keep my swag up, man. You know what I mean? That's it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, make sure you guys go out and cop that Walking Miracle on Amazon or wherever you get your books. Our guy, Ryan Shays, here. We're, we're very proud of him and also uh, – inspired by uh, the, the movements of, of the young man out of Ohio State and, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, We're going to keep watching these football games and hitting you all over the head with this Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL podcast. Coming up next on the Ringer NFL show is the Wednesday show with Kevin Clark. We'll be back next Tuesday. You can check out the full go with me, Jason Goff, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. has Sebastian Maniscalco and also Ninth Wonder. Uh, on this pod, so check it out. And we're talking about the Bulls on the pod, so it's always fun. Engineering credit goes out to Chris Sutton on this episode with production supervision from Arjuna Ramkapal, our guy AR back. Chris, great job as always. For Ryan and James, I am Jason. Thanking you for listening to the pod. Thanks for sharing it, downloading, doing all the stuff that you do. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Be safe out there and take care of each other. <laughs>